Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 243 for September 5, 2021. I'm oh, Marty. God. Yes, Marty. Hi, I'm Chris Hi. and Kristoff uh, or Chris Christofferson. Uh, yes, I was in yep. Blade movies. Yep, and yes, I had a. Yeah. <laughs> we got him, everybody. Chris Christofferson so, live. Surprise. On the this hey. whole time, it was me all along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I try to get I try to get Wesley Snipes to appear via uh, Skype, but apparently that only works for uh, Tyka and Jermaine Clement for what we do in the shadows. So <laughs> not, not going to work for us, but that's OK. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, uh, he refused to open his eyes, so we would have to CG them in and we really don't have a budget for that. Uh, <laughs> folks, it is. Uh, it's a busy day, a part of a very busy week. It, it, it's been kind of a – it feels like a mania week, even though it's not at all. Um, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's kind of become that sort of thing where, it, you know, AEW shows, tonight is all out as we're recording this Sunday yes. morning. And it's become a big fly-in destination show. Yeah. So, you know, the smaller indie companies have kind of taken to that and have tried to make some money off it. And, you know, I can't blame them. Yeah, more more power to them. We'll dig a little bit into that because there's there's some big things going on uh, for Game Changer Wrestling in – well, based out of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Of course, they were working this. And I was going to say in Chicago. Uh, this weekend shows are not really in Chicago. The Chicagoland uh, area. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a brisk, like, 30, 40 minute drive from Chicago proper. Um, yeah. For the, the local listeners, it'd it be as if uh, there were shows going on in Hartford County. And we called them yeah. Baltimore. Uh, it's it's it like when the NXT tours came to Hartford Community College and they yes. were like Baltimore. But like, really, no, no, it's not. No, it's, it's not. not. Yeah. not no, no way, shape or form is it. Um, so in and of itself, that's weird, because really, if you're going there, the only thing you have to do and hey, bless the promoters who are able to jump on it is uh, go to wrestling shows. Because it's what's it called? Hoffman Estates, I believe, is the actual area of Illinois that they're in. Uh, Like like Owings Mills. Yeah, there there ain't shit to do, man. Uh, (laughs) You know, you've got this to do all weekend and and, uh, companies have taken advantage of it. Um, we'll dig into you, that. Well, pro- you, have, you have that to do and to post on Twitter where to get deep dish pizza. Exactly. If, if yeah. I had a if I had a nickel for every where do I get the best deep dish pizza tweet right, I've seen this right. weekend, both between fans and performers, I yeah. would uh, I could retire. And those also uh, food shaming Brian Alvarez for, yeah. <laughs> for not getting real Chicago food again. He's not in Chicago, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I would no, not I be shocked if Domino's was the option at the time. Yeah, um, yeah, and then I saw him post last night from a Seven Eleven. So he's <laughs> at least he's keeping the gimmick alive. Exactly, exactly. Look, I, I will say, Seven Eleven in a pinch, drunken or otherwise, yeah, 
can really scratch an itch. I yeah, mean, I mean, it, it is it is definitely the lower tier. Uh, hi, we're a wrestling podcast. It's a lower tier of. I think we're uh, talking about food now, so it's a yeah. it's a five minute detour. Exactly, into it, it is the lower tier of <laughs> the convenience mart slash gas stations because. I, like if if uh, speaking to this region in particular, and I'm sure listeners mm-hmm. uh, around uh, the, the uh, states and even in uh, Europe have uh, either no comprehension of what we're about to say or very differing opinions. Yeah, uh, you got you get your Wawa, you got your Sheets, you got your Royal Farms, you got your Seven Eleven. For me, Seven Eleven is the dead bottom of that group. Well, yeah, when you're putting it up against places with actual kitchens, uh, <laughs> then yeah, obviously. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they're trying. Know. The 7-Eleven now adding things like, you know, the fresh coffee and the whatnot. But yeah, like if, if you are looking at a chicken box or a big bite, you're taking the chicken box nine times out of ten. Depends. It depends on a couple of things. Oh. Uh, if, if I'm driving and I want to eat, if I'm starving and I just want to oh, pick something up okay. to eat on the drive on the drive home, okay. it's taquitos every day, all day. Yeah. Um, but if I'm close to home and I want something to nosh on when I get back, then I, you know, but again, if, depending on what time of day it is, I don't know how long them chicky tendies been sitting out at Rofo, uh, you know, when I, when I roll by at 1230 AM, you know, that, so. that's fair. That's fair. If you're not ordering at uh prime hours, right. God only knows, right. but let me tell you, there's nothing quite like the 1230, uh, Western fry. That is, oh, it hits, it hits very differently. Yeah, very, it's a, very it's a goddamn delight. So, uh, I'm going to now awkwardly transition from, uh, convenience store food talk to, um, probably the, the sad story of the week. Uh, which is the passing away of Daphne. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Oh. I, I, I'm good at transitions. This is not one of them. I figured we'd get this out of the way early. Cause otherwise the rest of the Man. show is either going to be enthusiasm or rage. Like so. an overcooked taquito. That's tough to swallow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, former WCW star, former TNA impact star, um, Basically, the first real uh, modern goth girl of professional wrestling, uh, Shannon Spurl, a.k.a. Daphne, passed away this week, age 46. Uh, suicide, uh, absolute bummer. Um, you know, uh, without going into gruesome detail of everything, she was uh, on Instagram Live Wednesday. They found her on Thursday. Um, just really sad. Just, yeah. I, I, you know, being a, a WCW fan and particularly a late era WCW fan, um, you know, her run with, of all people, uh, David Flair and Crowbar was one of the few highlights of a very, very shitty period in that company. Is that the Thunder era? Yes. Yes, mm. exactly. And, um, you know, she also did some work on the Indies. She was uh, part of the Second City Saints and Ring of Honor with CM Punk, Coca Cabana, and Ace Steel. Uh, really enjoyed her in that role too, and and again, she was sort of this like prototype for a, a lot of women who have come after her uh, of being, you know, um, the the goth girl being some something the non traditional female look exactly exactly, yeah. uh, very much outside of the box, and um, you know what she it, it's clear from the outpouring of emotion and uh, response from people with within the industry this past week how important she was um but really just a sad sad situation and um you know you just you just wish and hope uh someone could have gotten through to her sooner um yeah and it's it's becoming a uh 
uh, almost annual trend here that uh, we hope does not continue yeah. with, uh, you know, female wrestlers. I mean, and not to say that it doesn't happen to male wrestlers at all, but just, no. you know, the, you, had, you had Ashley Massaro, you had uh, Hannah Kimura last year, and um, now now with Daphne, uh, it's, you know, and I don't know, I didn't watch the Instagram live thing. I don't I, really I couldn't know bring the details about it. what yeah. she was, you know, if she was giving reasons, what it was, but it all comes down to um, asking for help. And, yeah. you know, that's, you know... We, not to not not to get super heavy, but I feel like you know we need to say that if you do feel like you need to talk to somebody, you know, uh, hell, you know, if we're the, your last option for whatever reason, um, yeah, slide in the DMs. Yeah, you the, know, the, the DMs are open here at the Rough House. Um, we'll chat. We're not yeah. professionals by any means. God no. But. Uh, listen to this podcast. Uh, we are not <laughs> professionals. But um, you know, uh, if if you need if you need a, a listening ear, your boys at the Rough House are here. So yes. um, wanted to to get that out of the way early before uh, you know we dug into other things. Um, and our thoughts were with her friends, family, and fans on that one. Yeah. So on the other side of things, hey Chris. Yes. Oh. Come on, there's so much stuff to talk about. There is, but I wanted to talk about this real quick. All right. Charlotte and Naya. Oh, God, that thing. Was that only last week? That was Monday. <laughs> it seems like it was two months ago at this point. Charlotte and Naya, Monday night on Raw. Um, so there was a, a segment with Naya and uh, Rhea earlier on in the night where uh, it looked like Naya was throwing some legit shots at Rhea. And then later in the night, there was a non-title match, which Charlotte lost. Of course. Tonight why would the cha- why would the champion win a non-title match? Yeah. Uh, who the hell knows? Um, but it was very clear that at a point, uh, communication had broke down, and uh, it it just got bowling shoe ugly. Um, legit shots thrown back and forth. Uh, a lot of lack of cooperation, including what looked like a shoot back body drop on top of Charlotte's head. Uh, what the fuck was this? <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat here yeah. and, uh, and and take the work shoot side of things here. Um, I think that this was kind of a planned sort of thing. If you look at the alternate angle of that, uh, that backdrop slash suplex situation that happened, yeah. Charlotte landed on her shoulders. I mean, it was a, it was, it was a normal bump. It just when that from that first angle. It looked, looked a little rude. Um, watch the replay and it just looks like a normal bump. Um, you know, I think that maybe I, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm giving them way too much credit. And I don't know who them is in this situation. I don't know if it's WWE creative proper or if it's the two per- performers in the ring. Um, clearly, Naya has a history of uh, 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 potatoing, sandbagging. I don't know what the what the liberties, actual, I think. is. Yeah. Well, I, well, Charlotte I, does as well. I, I, OK, so maybe there's two ways to look at this. And, and it depends on where you sit. Either. Naya takes liberties or Naya isn't trained well enough to know not to take liberties. Or a little from column A, a little, a little bit from, from column B. B. Yeah. Fair, fair. Um, yeah, but, but I, I don't your, know. But I, oh, sorry. Charlotte uh, definitely instigated this. Fair. But to your point, Chris, okay, if this was a work, uh-huh. there are two options here. One, it was a shoot and they're unprofessional. Two, it was a work and they look like fucking idiots. 
Well, I'm not saying it was successful. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying they may have had uh, better intentions of putting together something that uh, that looked a little more real and 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 physical. Um, but it got people talking about. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that that show needed something to talk about because it was thrown out at six o'clock by Vince. Yeah. They had to rewrite the entire show. Uh, I was going to say, hey, here's what they got planned for this week on Raw. Considering last week they announced things, none of which happened on Monday. Right. Why yeah. the fuck should I tell you what's supposed to be coming up? Oh, uh, plus, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the one bright spot, if you do feel the need to track down anything, Seamus, Priest, and um, McIntyre had a really good triple threat for the U.S. title. Um, but again, who gives a wow. shit about the U.S. title in wow, the year Drew. of Raw 2021? Yeah and, yeah. and fucking Drew's been dropped so hard. Although I'm pretty confident he's getting bounced over to SmackDown when they do the next draft. Fucking who cares now? He He's now a, officially a completely lost uh, uh, star. He's he's he was he was the guy they, you know, strapped the rocket behind during the pandemic era. And I guess that's now the scarlet letter he gets to wear for the rest of his career. Uh, yeah. Hope but it yeah. doesn't happen to Shingo. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, just absolute shit and absolute garbage uh and on the smackdown side great news chris uh yeah. jimmy Bal- usually got arrested again <laughs> no not yet um that was bad. That was finn, finn not balor bad. lost clean to roman reigns okay uh and post-match uh lights went out uh the uh red light came on and we heard the heartbeat again so it sounds like finn's bringing back the demon Okay. All right. Yeah. So to my recollection, Demon Balor still undefeated throughout the brands of WWE. I believe you're correct. When uh when he lost to the debut of the Fiend, was he Finn or was he the Demon? He was I think he was Finn. And we because okay. I remember us saying, why isn't he He's the demon? The demon. No, I, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. And then point. he got his neck broken in like, you know, under a minute. That was at like <laughs> SummerSlam two years ago or something. Uh, yes. Because uh, yes, everybody was. was over my place. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I remember I, that. I, I remember that vividly. We could see yeah. people. It was, a, it was a wonderful time. I had taquitos. <laughs> you did. You did. I and and I, I brought my taquitos and pizza rolls. Those are my, I, those are my go to. I brought my typical one two punch for any party some Dr. Pepper and Dr. one of those Pepper. gigantic tubs of cookies that you get at yeah. the grocery store. Yeah. God yeah. damn, they're so fucking good, though. I know. Oh, right. Have you okay? Sidetrack again into food and drink. Yes. Have you had the um, Dr. Pepper cream soda? Yes, I have. Have Have you tried the sugar free, the zero sugar one? I have not. Is it good? It is the elusive white whale of uh, sugar free sodas, and it is amazing. Yes, highly recommend. Okay, I got to give that a spin because I gave the new uh, Coke Zero a spin, and I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to vomit afterwards. So really, okay, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I mean, I like. It's it's sweet, you know, and tastes like yeah. artificial sweeteners, but yeah. it also tastes like Dr. Pepper with cream soda. And that right. is uh, I love me some cream soda and I love me some Dr. Pepper. So. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's a that's a Venn diagram. I'm squarely dead center of uh, I will have to give that a shot. Uh, also on the WWE tip real quick. Uh, the Miz is going to be part of Dancing with the Stars this season. So did we talk about him turning on Morrison a couple weeks ago? Uh, we did not. He turned on Morrison two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So, was there a reason given? No, but Logan no. Paul was okay. involved, so you got that guy no. for you. Also, Logan Paul around? was on the show this week with no pub minus him posting at like 8.05. Is he under contract or something? No. <laughs> Has he moved the needle at all? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, yes, ratings are up, but I mean, are, is there is there an overlap between people who like, uh, you know, 
tasteless videos in Japanese suicide force and pro wrestling, I guess. Uh, I, I, honestly, I, I think he's getting the the pub from WWE because of his quote unquote boxing career. Yeah, but it wasn't it his brother who's been doing all the. I think they both have. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I can't. I can't tell him apart, man. I'll say I, this. I, I give zero fucks about the Pauls. All those and, Pauls look alike to me. And, there, I said it. Yeah, it's it's absolute horseshit that they're a thing. Um, also, Gable Stevenson signed with WWE 21 years young and based off of his three seconds in ring at SummerSlam has the charisma of a rock. So good luck, well, Gable. Look, so did Mark Henry when he first started. That's true. And Mark Henry was considered kind of uh, uh, another, you know, waste of money because uh, he had like some crazy 10 year contract or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Vince, he was, Vince locked him up after the 96, 96 Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was this thing where I want to say eight out of those ten years he was in and out of OVW. So yeah, yeah. Him and it, him and Paul White both kept getting the uh, the push, then drop back to OVW, then push back yeah. up. And I, I will say I think it paid off in respects to Mark Henry and his career, uh, without a doubt. Fair, fair you know? uh, because it is but time I, for the main event. Uh. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I like I, Mark Henry, just to, you know, I know we'll get to the Rampage in a minute. Yeah, we will. But he knows when to not talk on Rampage in the four-man booth, which is a plus. Yes. When he does talk, they're usually an out-of-fucking-nowhere zinger that pops me. <laughs> and I yes. like his main event pre-match uh, interviews. I think he's doing a pretty damn good job. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, pseudo summit is uh, is a nice touch. Yeah, um, I, and I, I like that they're in different places. I, I like the presentation of it. I like the yeah. way he holds the mic. You know, it, yeah, it, it's yeah. got it's got a classic sports presentation to it, and, and I'm into it. Yeah, uh, more praise to come for Rampage as as the oh, yeah. show continues because we we have some positive things to say there. Uh, knocking out some other things from around the wrestling world before we get into uh, the state of it with New Japan and all things AEW. Uh, Roosh out with knee surgery, That's out right. for the rest of 2021, out for the rest of his Ring of Honor contract. Well, you know he was the the longest uh, reigning uh, Ring of Honor World Champ because of the pandemic. Yeah. So he'll be in the history books uh, with an asterisk for that. Uh, Bandito's still the champ now, right? Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, he, yeah we saw that happen live. Um, Which we never talked about that show. Yeah, uh, it was a shockingly good show, folks. <laughs> it was shockingly good. Had a, had yeah. a great time. Um, MLW announced that they've signed Tajiri. Yeah, so that's cool. He'll be at the October tapings, which are in Philly. There was a time, Chris, where I'd be like, hey, do you want to head to Philly for that or head to Philly for the New Japan U.S. shows? And now I'm just like, yeah, I don't, don't know. know about that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm OK. I think I got my fix that weekend. Yes. Uh, also <laughs> on it. Hey, a positive tip. Uh, former Impact announcer Don West has announced mm. his cancer is in remission. It's good so, to hear. Very good to hear. Very, very good to hear. Uh, so we were talking about um, sort of the the weekend of shows in Chicago. Yes. Uh, Game Changer Wrestling, probably the A number one company to pay attention to this weekend. Sure. They had Saturday night, their big Art of War Games show. Uh, <laughs> That's how they got away the tra- around the trademark Art yes, of War yes, Games. Because the, the uh, show was originally called the Art of War, <laughs> and then they added in a uh, four-man-on-four-man, two-ring double cage, so the show became Art of War Games. Good for you, Brett. Look yes. at the big brain on Brett figuring yeah. that one out. Uh, so um, 
at that show, they had the uh, the War Games match, which I heard was you know plunder filled and ridiculous as one would expect. That was between- I saw one spot of um, some dude standing on top a ladder of the tall of the big boy ladder, mm-hmm. and then another guy halfway up, and then did a uh, sunset flip power bomb off the top, Jesus. which was kind of fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but. Um- yeah, it was Team MDK led by Nick Gage going against Ricky Shane Page's 44OH uh, Ohio heel crew. Ah, um, thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ricky Shane Page actually getting a lot of looks from AV, uh, AVW, AEW. Okay. Recently. All right. Uh, so The adult video wrestling. Yes, exactly. <laughs> getting a lot of looks from AVN. Um, anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, so that was actually like third from the top of all things. So then there was 45 minutes where the cage came down and they did two more matches afterwards. One of which was the appearance of GCW world champion, Matt Cardona. Mm-hmm. Cardona was doing an open challenge for the championship out comes out of all people, Chicago wrestling star, quote unquote, and uh fiance of Noel Foley, Frank the Clown. Oh, no. Yes. and Did he get a pop? I guess anybody going against Cardona is going to get a pop at a GCW show. It was a lot more booing than anything. Oh, uh, wow. Quick Ooh. belt shot. Cardona defeats Frank the Clown. Then out comes G-Raver, who's one of the deathmatch guys in GCW. Uh, right. He, he was doing the weird, spooky uh, deer skull headdress before uh, Malachi Black. Black was. Gotcha. Uh, so he came out with a group of druids. Cardona took out a bunch of the druids. Everyone else left the ring except for one druid. That druid hit a paradigm shift, and it's John Moxley. Moxley then gave Cardona a, par- a second paradigm shift onto Light Tubes. Three count, new world champion for GCW in John Moxley. So that was a sanctioned match? Uh, apparently. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, after the title match, Nick Gage came out. Moxley told Gage that. Uh, they uh they should throw down and they're going to have a death match for the GCW title in Atlantic City on October 9. Yeah, yeah. I saw I watched his uh post match promo uh Moxley's. It was yeah. it was really good. Um and then uh, there was a promo with Cardona that I didn't watch uh <laughs> about him being screwed or whatever. But you know what? I think Cardona made the most out of this uh what three, four week uh, stint with the, with the title here, did a lot of great trolling. He introduced a GCW spinner belt, uh, which (laughs) just, sorry, the GCW universal championship. as He redubbed it. Uh, (laughs) Good good on you, uh, Mr. Cardona. Good on you. Uh, Also, he was selling a a t-shirt at the shows this weekend that read simply fuck you, Matt. And he was saying that fans should put their money where their mouth is. And buy that hey man, from him. I'm sure that they, they moved more than a couple of them. Oh, um, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. I also saw at that show Ron Funches got uh got beat up by Tony Deppin. Yes, there's going to be a <laughs> Ron Funches Tony Deppin match in Los Angeles. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, please. Let's <sighs> let's. I I can't imagine what that's going to look like. Um, but it's probably going to look like your match with Roddy Strong. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> for good or for ill, I think, hey. I, I think hey. that's what we're looking at. 
I say well, that with love, Chris. And you know what? There are some similarities between a, a Tony Deppin in 2021 and a Roddy Strong in uh, 2014 or whatever the fuck that was. And I will also say Ron Funches has been on this show, as have you. So I think yes, there's, uh, yes, there's yes. definitely some uh, some circles in the Venn diagram. <laughs> yep, yep. Go Rough House alum Ron Funches from, uh, from the 1.0 uh, days with Justin and Andy. Yeah. Well, hey, Chris, wow. you want to get real bummed out? Mm. Let's go. New Japan Pro Wrestling, the state of it, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> this weekend, they ran Wrestle Grand Slam at the <clears throat> MetLife Dome. Yeah, I didn't know MetLife was a uh, worldwide company. Good for them. Yeah. Um, so the <laughs> MetLife Dome seats 30,000 attendees, and they had a brisk 2,000 Oh, show. oh God. Now, what was the cap? Was 2000 the cap? Uh, it might have been, but still, mm. regardless of what the the rules and regulations are, you had 2000 people in a 30,000 seat building that could not cheer. Yep. And yep. you proceeded to on night one have a 28 minute I quit match between Toro Yano and Chase Owens. The audacity of Gato to book a match like that now in this situation is the brass balls he's got or just sheer obliviousness. I'm not sure which it is. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. That was the longest match of night one of right, Wrestle a, Grand Slam. A, a night where you also had Ibushi versus Tanahashi. Uh, yes. And you also had a couple. I don't I even forget Cobb the versus other. Okada. Yeah, Cobb and Okada, which I heard banged. Yeah. But, you know, maybe went 18, 20, 25, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, didn't look, I, I don't remember that. But, yeah, so, that's uh, – wow. And, yeah, um, yeah that's, that's a bummer. I'm uh, not going not gonna to sit through that. Both guys, however, will be in the G1. More on that in a second. Yeah. Um, the other thing of I, note – I was going to say I could just run quick through the results if you like, Chris. I guess. I mean um, – so, <laughs> so for night one, we had the stardom offer match of Momo Watanabe and – uh, Seiya Kamatani against Micah and Lady C. I heard this was actually really fun. Lady C, uh, for some reason, works like she's Giant Baba or Kiritawe doing like the overhead chops and uh, okay. choke slams. So that's what does the C gimmick. stand for? Couldn't tell you. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna just go that's with weird. this one. Yeah. C stands for savings, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't work okay. at all. No. Uh, we had Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask defeat Hiromo Ta uh, Takahashi and Bushi, which I heard was very good. Wonder uh, who uh, took the fall on that one. <laughs> well, it wasn't even a fall. It was a submission on Bushi. Oh, Bushi yeah, back course. from COVID, thankfully. Oh, yeah. Uh, great. Show defeated Yo in about 24 minutes in a match that maybe should have been 15. Uh, the big news out of this match is that Show has joined the Bullet Club. Yeah, this is a suspect choice uh, on multiple fronts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I, the Bullet Club is bloated as is. Yes. Uh, and the Bullet Club in 2021 is kind of not the sort of it, – it, it's a – well, the, the Bullet Club was introduced as like the Gaijins, the asshole Gaijins who yes. were coming into Japan and 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 you know doing all this dickhole stuff. Um, and now it's majority Japanese talent, and they really 
all it is is fucking Dick Togo choking people on the outside or, or Jado hitting somebody with a kendo stick yeah. uh, and, and a lot of interference and, and stupid shenanigans and nobody's really into. So why would you add somebody else to that unit? It, it makes no sense. Meanwhile, you know, Suzuki Goon is down to what? Maybe what? Four people at this point. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's uh, Taichi, ZSJ, Suzuki, and I think that's it. Am I forgetting someone? Uh, Kanemaru? Uh, no. No, no, no. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. That, Kanemaru that's and, uh, that's being Kanemaru. Fair point. Or, fair point. Or, or yeah, they are Suzuki Goon. But yeah, uh, show would be <laughs> awesome in there. But what's particularly interesting to me is uh, now it looks like we're getting another subgroup in the right. Bullet Club. Like we have the OGBC with G.O.D. and and Fale. Now we have, quote unquote, the House of Torture, which is evil yeah. Dick Togo, Yujiro, uh, and Sho. And yeah. Sho has that's... a new nickname of the Murder Machine. I mean, I'm if I'm show, those aren't the people I want to be associated with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, you know, it's just it's a bummer because show has a lot of upside. He, you know, we yeah. early in the pandemic and throughout while Yo was injured, he had some really good matches. Um, and you know, look like there may be a singles push uh, after he turned, but if it is, I just I can't. If it's gonna be if it's gonna be littered with Dick Togo with his fucking uh, cables choking people out on the outside, I'm not interested. Yeah, not not very excited about that. Uh, are we? Um, Yano, as we mentioned, defeated Chase Owens to win the KOPW Provisional Title, King of Pro Wrestling. Um, they yeah. announced that Wrestle Kingdom 16 will be a three night event. Guys, January fourth and fifth. At the Tokyo Dome, while night three will be January 8th at Yokohama Arena. I guess New Year's Dash is just not a thing. I don't fucking know, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sense of this, and I, and I can't. I mean, I guess it's a financial thing. They're trying to recoup <clears throat> some monies of lost I, shows I by, by branding know. it Wrestle. This is like this is. This is like WrestleMania backlash is what this is. Yes. This is like trying to trying to make a, a a show a month later branded with your big show. And it's it, it reeks of desperation. Yeah. I mean, may, maybe if they can have full crowds, this will actually be something worth a shit. But I ain't holding my breath, man. Yeah, no, uh, we're we're what? Four months out. Uh, mm-hmm. Good luck, Japan. Uh, Jeff Cobb defeated Kazuchiko Kata clean. Well, good. He needed a big win. Yeah. And I, I feel bad for Jeff Cobb because he, like uh, another Roughhouse favorite, Shingo, absolutely thriving in this dark fucking period for New Japan. But nobody's watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's one of the few things I want to you know catch up uh, with from this is that yeah. match. Might watch uh, that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, in the main event, it was Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating and retaining the IWGP US uh, heavyweight title against Kota Ibushi in a match that ran only 17 minutes. For them, for those two, for yeah. a headlining match, that's uh, that's that's a bit of a shock. Is is one of them injured that we don't know about? Or are they saving well, it for the G one? This was first match back from weeks upon weeks of being out with uh, was it aspirative pneumonia? Oh, the, and, God, yeah. he hadn't wrestled for this whole time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this is his first match back. So I'm guessing uh, Abushi was not ready to go to distance. No offense to him. Huh. Just hey, you know, save it for the G one if you're gonna have to do that i would just cancel the g1 this year man well they're going through it anyway we'll talk about that uh, in just a minute so night two was earlier today 
Stardom match was Julia and Suri defeating Momo Watanabe and Saya Kamatani. Uh, again, heard it's a very good match. Suri and is, is it Julia or Gulia? It's Julia. It's pronounced Julia. Okay, yeah. I just want to say she's Julia not Julia Gulia. Um, <laughs> so Suri uh, and Kamatani were the two that had the like what people are calling the uh, Omega Okada of uh, Stardom earlier this year. So okay, All they right. made a big thing about their time in the ring. Jeff Cobb and Great Okan defeated Okada and Tamahiro Ishii. Um, Tom. Despera- El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru retain or regained rather the junior heavyweight tag team titles wow. over Taji Ishimori and El Fantasmo. Hot potato on the junior tag titles yes. here. Between um, four, three now, three teams. I yes. Guess. Uh, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. retained the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles over the teams of Tetsuya Naito and Sonata and Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Okay. Anyway. All right. Um, the G1 Climax fields got announced. We'll talk about those in a moment. Uh, in what I think is a shock, Robbie Eagles defeated Hiromu Takahashi to retain the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, I saw the I saw the photo of uh, of Lij afterwards and noticed that Hiromu didn't have a title on him. I was like, oh wow, I figured he would uh, he would be the guy. But you know, good for Robbie Eagles. I mean, I I got no nothing against Robbie Eagles. Uh, Post match, so. El Desperado came to the ring. He said he wants a rematch with uh, Robbie Eagles, but not just a rematch. He wants a rematch with the junior tag titles on the line as well. No idea how that's supposed to work, dude. If I'm Kanemaru, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, we are getting uh, dangerously close to WCW territory of having tag titles defended in singles matches. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, main event was Shingo Takagi against Evil. It was apparently just a big mess of um, all things uh, Bullet Club run in. Uh, Shingo Ugh. did end up winning and retaining, though. Thank Christ. Yeah, yeah. Praise, praise be to whomever you uh, you pray to. I prayed actually to Shingo Takagi. So yeah, uh, so that know. kind of worked out. Um, yes. So G One Climax got announced, and it's during a very cold period for New Japan. A mm-hmm. period where not only I mean, Chris and I through the past few years have been two of the most steadfast fans of what New Japan's been doing. We're mm-hmm. literally doing this with video backgrounds. From New Japan, I was pro just wrestling. thinking that, <laughs> and both of us have never felt colder on the product. Yeah, uh, and, and my guy's the fucking champ. Yeah, I just I, I can't bring myself to watch this. Yeah, and what is baffling is this is the time also where whether it's New Japan or it's TVSI, they're going after the fans on the internet. I know. Yeah, uh, man, do, it's a perfect doing storm of DMCA shit. DMCA copyright claims on gifts, on screenshots, on everything. Yeah. So you're going to turn what is already a depleted, depressed fan base against you. And now you announce the block finals or not block finals, the blocks with the block finals on October 20th for G1 Climax 31. Yeah. Let's go ahead and break this down. A block is Kota Ibushi, Tetsuya Naio, uh, Naito, uh, Shingo Takagi, Zack Sabre Jr., Toriano, Tamahiro Ishii, Yujiro Takahashi, Tangaloa, yeah. Kenta, and Great Okan. So I'm going to say between Great Okan, Loa, Yujiro, and Yano, you've got four sandbags in a block of one, two, uh, a block of ten. I wouldn't put Okan in there as a sandbag. Mm. <laughs> I think I, I think this could be, you know, a chance for him to 
break out or show you know something i don't i don't fucking yeah. i'm trying to i'm trying to half full this situation here but i'm just yeah. I'm grasping uh i'm coming up short no I, I i appreciate what you're doing here and then in the b block sonata taichi yoshihashi hiroki goto jeff cobb evil tama tonga chase owens kazuchiko kata and hiroshi tanahashi Whew, that's a rough block man uh, just tama tonga and chase owens Look, I like the G.O.D. just fine as a tag team. They're not singles, guys. Huh? They, they just aren't. Chase Owens is a fucking waste. Yoshihashi yes. never gives up, but he never really tried. Uh, yeah. Just, what? I mean, Goto's usually good for a couple good uh, G1 matches. Yeah, he, he's the G&G one, is Goto. You know, um, um, Taiji Okada. can be inspired to do great things. Yeah. Depends what Okada we get on a night-by-night basis at this point. Yeah, what's his back even like these days? Like, I know. Uh, and you got Tana, who I'm sure is going, like, Tana versus Sonata will be good. Tana versus Jeff Cobb will be good. You got Evil, which is just going to be interference fest. Yeah, and Sonata, again, it depends on who he's against, whether or not he yeah. wants to give a shit. It's, there's not much I actually want to see from this, uh, which is a shame. Yeah. And it could not be easier for them to just be like, fuck it, juniors are in this year. You, you, you throw Hiromu in there, you throw Robbie Eagles in there, you throw Desperado in there, and the blocks become interesting. Yeah. The blocks have intrigue in them. There's nothing in here that I haven't already seen. I know. And a lot over the past year and a half, because it's the yeah. same fucking 15 people. They're cycling through everything because that's all they have because of travel restrictions and, and sickness. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen? How many of these matches will be forfeited because of another fucking outbreak or another positive yeah. test or something like that? It's just it, it ain't uh, it ain't a good look in a good situ- no. situation over there in uh, in New Japan land. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's Japan. It's, it's incredibly disappointing because you know, this time of the year we would just be uh, frothing. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was, losing yeah. our minds about the possibilities, and instead it's just sort of whatever. So yeah, I, I went out of my way to watch every single G one match last year. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: not fucking happening this year, guys. Yeah, definitely not happening. I'm, I'm gonna let the internet tell me what's actually worth my time. And yeah. Pick up. I mean, uh, that's how I've handled a lot of G ones over the years of just like minus true. the block finals. True, true, true. I would just kind of go like, "Hey, let's you know from day one, these were the two matches that people said were good." But even the block finals this year, I'm just going like, "All right, tell me what's actually yeah. worth the time." Um, it's a shame. But uh, else elsewhere, before we move on from New Japan, um, elsewhere in the world of New Japan talent, uh, Will Ospreay tested positive for COVID. Yeah, he did. Billy Braxton <laughs> got himself COVID, uh, as does Shooter, uh, Shoto Amino. Which yep. is a um, yeah. So good luck with that, Bill. Uh, yeah. Good luck with that. Oh, also, uh, you know what? On a positive side of New Japan, New Japan strong. Bill Ospreay tested tested for COVID. Well, I mean, that. <laughs> but uh, uh, New Japan strong this week s- kicked off with a match between Josh Alexander and Daniel Garcia, which I yeah. did take the time to watch, and it fucking ruled. Did it? Uh, okay. I mean, yes, it's it's still empty arena pro wrestling, but yeah, it it's fucking really good slapped. wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's. Awesome. Uh, Josh Alexander actually this week posted that he's finally uh, a full-time professional wrestler for the first time in 15 years. Which is shocking because I figured, you know, being a champion in Impact, he would have already been that. But I'm with you. But you know what? Good good on him. Excited for him. That's a dude who deserves to break out and break out huge. Seriously, if I'm... Uh, if I'm the powers that be at impact, get 1000% behind that guy. 
Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got that, the it factor and he's, you know, not, and, and I don't mean to say this in a bad way. He's not being actively courted elsewhere. So get, <laughs> get behind him. I'm going to shove him through the forbidden door, get him on TNT for a night or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, it, it couldn't hurt. Uh, but speaking of TNT, let's dig into the big week in AEW and we'll kick off with a little bit of Dynamite. So Dynamite this week was uh, a big push for All Out. And yes, we'll talk about All Out. Uh, a programming note, dear listeners, and uh, mm. this goes especially to those of you not already a part of it. Um we are going because all out is this evening when we're recording this, we are going to be recording a Patreon exclusive all out fallout episode of the rough okay. house where we talk about everything that happened. Um, in turn, we won't be covering it on next week's pod uh, because we'll have everything from dynamite and rampage, you know, this coming week to cover. So if you want to hear our thoughts on every single match of tonight's big, big card, hop on the Patreon. Uh, Chris, I don't know what tier we're going to throw this at. Is it, is it a bucket you in or are we going to do the fiver? Um, no, the, the, the $2 tier gets $2. you the, the bonus episodes. All right. You throw two bucks at your boys. You get to hear our thoughts on all out. We'll be posting that on recording and posting that on Monday. So that's right. Uh, look forward to that. But dynamite this week, hell of a show folks. Uh, first of three nights from the now arena in Illinois. Um, Super hot crowd, and boy, oh, yeah. did it help with the opening match, Santana and Ortiz versus FTR. The follow-up to uh, the cut short, kind of disappointing tag match, Santana and Ortiz, Dex Harwood, and Cash Wheeler, this fucking ruled. I yes. loved it. Um, it the, the, uh, the, the duo no, formerly known as Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz, back on the indie days, were called EYFBO. And that meant entertain your fucking balls off. And they did exactly that in this tag match. Fuck, this was great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the the two teams, they, they, you know, even without the injury, the build to this rivalry and this whole thing going through was probably the most exciting portion for me of the um, pinnacle uh, uh, inner circle situation. I mean, you know, Jake Hager and Wardlow. You got uh, Sammy and Sean Spears, which was fine to see Sean Spears get beat up a couple times. Jericho versus MJF, you know, big implications. But in terms of actual work rate matches, this tag program has been fire the whole way through. Um, And, you know, it was a bummer. The last match got, you know, cut short due to that freak injury. I guess the original plan for that match was for FTR to go over and they just rushed to the finish. I don't know if that was going to, you know, lead to this return match or not, or if this return match was only a product of that match happening. I don't know, but, um, I think P and P winning, uh, here was, was awesome for them. Uh, get these guys in the fucking title hunt already. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Because, Oh my God. Uh, whoever wins tonight. Yeah. Give Santana Ortiz a tag title match at Grand Slam right in New York City. That is where the fucking money is. Right? Yeah. Wasn't it? Was it? Was it a triple threat match that we saw at um Full Gear that year? It was uh, PMP Lucha no, no, Bros no, and Bucks, or was no, it just no, PMP and Lucha Bros? It was, it was PMP and the Bucks. 
was the one match, and then the tag title match was um, oh, SCU Kazarian and the Lucha and, Bros. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. Because that, that had uh, Pentagon getting confused by a second Pentagon, which happened to be Chris Daniels. Pentagon always gets confused when there's a second Pentagon. Well, you know, a wild Pentagon appears, and what are you going to do? You gotta yell candy. <laughs> the ongoing yell- trope of Pentagon being like, Hey, there's another me. This is awesome. <laughs> who's, this, who's this sexy bitch? Lance <laughs> <laughs> does the mirror thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you oh, know. this is Le- great. I've always legend- wanted another one of me. Ah, crap, legend legend has it if you do uh if you do five Canadian destroyers or pentadrivers in a mirror uh consecutively, <laughs> a wild pentagon will appear. appear behind you uh <laughs> and strap you up on a uh, uh a torture sex swing and beat you with kendo sticks. Uh it's, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I did it twice last night. It was wonderful. <laughs> uh, Santana and Ortiz ended up winning the match, which means they're now one and one, which means I think we need a rubber match, folks. Sure. Yeah. No, bring it on. Uh, you know, FTR was doing these little teases on on social media that, that you know, this was kind of alluding to this being some kind of farewell match mm-hmm. between the two of them. Uh, not sure if that's a uh, work or shoot brother, but um, you know, I would like to see much more of those two teams and FTR against a lot of other teams in the division as well. I hope, yeah. I hope it doesn't mean that they're going anywhere. Uh, maybe, you know, take a little breather, let Cash's uh, arm heal if need be um, yeah. totally. Cause you know, again, not sure if this is real or not, but they were talking about him having issues with grip strength and, and things of that nature. And you know, that was a, a deep deep wound that he had there so even even getting into a ring a couple weeks later uh was kind of a shock that that happened so uh but i'm happy that they did because the match was fire yeah and also uh the bobby eaton shout out tights were a nice touch very much like them and the Uh, jackets did you notice the jackets yes with the different uh the grand slam of uh of tag titles yes the the yellow for nxt the blue for smackdown the red for raw and uh whatever color they use for the uh, aew ones and they they called them uh the the uh good to the tag team of all time yes yes uh we had a cm punk promo which uh shockingly was interrupted by daniel garcia 2.0 if you had uh, Jeff Parker as the guy getting the first go to sleep in seven years, uh, <laughs> congratulations. Collect all of your money because the odds on that were very high. Yes. Um, uh, that leads to Darby and, and Sting running out, making the save. And really, this eventually, like, uh, eventually, got beat down yes. for an extended period of time. He did. Give, giving those guys a lot of heat, which, again, yeah. uh, sh- send this video clip back in time. Uh, right. Yeah. Is that fucking 2.0 from Jakara? What? <laughs> what's happening? Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, this just got the surreal moment of Sting and CM Punk in a ring together. Uh, yeah. And Sting explaining that he will not be ringside for the match at All Out. So nice touch there. Um, yeah. And if uh, if if Punk's interview with Renee uh, that dropped on Saturday, uh, you know, is any indication, you know, not. He, he was talking about um, that promo that and that beatdown and everything, and he said that, you know, he and Sting kind of touched base ahead of time, and they didn't really, you know, say – come to an agreement as to what was going to be said. They're like, yeah, we'll just we'll just feel it out there, you know? And, you know, he, Punk was talking about how 
liberating that that situation is that that Tony lets people that he trusts go out there with an open mic and just kind of tell the story in their own way. Uh, it's, it's an interesting read. Uh, listen, rather, uh, with Punk, with Renee. Uh, and I'm sure there's another bit of that we'll get to uh, when we get to the all out talk. But uh, uh, a solid listen if you're a fan of Internet of Renee and her interviews, which I am. I think she's really good at uh it's you know it's it's barely an interview it's more like a, a conversation she's very good at making it seem casual i i've said it before i'll say it again turner you're bringing hockey onto the network and you've got yeah. AEW. once her non-competes up that is an amazing pickup for you bring renee paquette to the turner family just yeah, do the no damn doubt. thing uh, mjf did a sit-down interview with tony shivani which was absolute fucking fire First Tony's all, reaction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, to- the Tony Schiavone, uh, MJF, uh, two man show was amazing. Yeah. But MJF, who is all, almost always a fire promo. Yeah. He sold me so much more on this match than I, and I thought, okay, it's going to be a fine match. He sold me so much more on it. Yeah. In, uh, in that promo. I mean, he's, he's on another level right now. He really turned it up to 11. That was that was some great stuff there. Orange Cassidy defeated Jack Evans in pitcher in pitcher, folks. <laughs> Look, I have no problem with that. Yeah, it, it no, no. It makes the, you pay attention you know, to it. Anything can happen on picture in picture, not just tune out and look at your phone sort of situation there. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it's it's Jack Evans eating a pin to Orange Cassidy. And nobody expected Jack Evans to win that match. Jack so, Evans you know, now using the Naito t-shirt move for. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I was like, Jack, yeah. what's, uh, yeah, what, you know, what's that about, uh, bud? Come on. Yeah. Uh, Come whatever. On. Uh, Chris Jericho did an in-ring interview to put over the MJF match. I thought it was a good promo, but what was particularly interesting to me was JR sounded like he's going to fucking cry during the intro. (laughs) And I really don't see why he had to be there. He could have just thrown it, you know, to Jericho in the ring and had Jericho cut this promo. Like there wasn't a lot of back and forth. Jim Ross asked a question and then Jericho started talking about something else. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it wasn't like... It wasn't an interview. It was. It was. It was weird. Um, you know, I know the, the relationship between the two of them is there, but it and the promo was fine. Um, aside for I think when Chris like really reached the the peak of his promo, uh, I, I think he forgot the word "am" because he he got all fired up. He said, "I Chris Jericho." <laughs> and I was like, Wait, <laughs> "You missed the word there, buddy. Come yeah. on." But you know, it is what it is. Exactly. Um, so we had powerhouse Hobbs versus Brian cage, which was just kind of a slobber knocker. I'm not really feeling face Brian cage. I gotta be honest. No, I mean, plus he keeps getting his ass kicked. Like when, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they really, they really are about a uh, long-term, you know, uh, comeuppance. Like you really have to get your ass kicked a lot before these heels get what's coming to them. Apparently the AEW. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, does he need help? Does he recruit somebody? Does he, you know, I, I don't fucking know. This I don't is, know. is I, 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 him continually losing is not helping my excitement for, for this baby face Brian Cage here. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll see what comes after tonight. Uh, QT Marshall in the factory came out for an angle. Uh, QT said he wanted Paul White, tall Paul to come <sighs> out and uh, laugh in his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, QT Marshall surrounded by people who we'd never seen before by the factory. And they didn't which... even announce who they were. I'm like, yeah. who the fuck are these jobbers? Yes. Um, so Paul, Wright, Paul White came out. 
uh, was taken out by the factory, and then uh, he shoved everyone out of the corner, hit a choke slam on a jobber, hit Aaron Solo out of the air. Out comes the gun club. Swatted him out of the air. Yeah. Uh, Out comes the gun club to even the odds. Looks like the same was about to end. But then Billy Gunn hits Paul White with a chair, which means in 2021, we're getting a Billy Gunn-Paul White feud. Oh, boy. Yeah, that sucks. Um, But also, (laughs) (laughs) Paul White had already taken care of the whole fucking nightmare factory. There was no reason for the gun club to come out. Paul White was alone in the ring. When the gun club came out, which I mean, I guess if you're looking at Billy's point of view, that that's easier for them, you know, just go out there, look tough and then and then hit the big guy with the, with the chair. But, man, I could not give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> about very, this. very weird. Very, very odd. Britt Baker is backstage announced that Rebel and Jimmy Hader will be in the Casino Battle Royale. And also she had some free agent news to announce she has been re-signed to AEW for another few years. I mean, <laughs> nice troll job. A shock to nobody. It's uh, good to hear, though. Glad she'll be uh, sticking around. She's fantastic. Uh, Tay Conti had a match with Penelope Ford, defeating her. It was kind of bowling shoe ugly at times. Tay Conti's enthusiasm as a babyface is contagious, but still missing some things there. And Penelope was not the one to fill in the blanks. Yeah, you know, in terms of. Uh, um, Let's call it spankability. This match was high on the, <laughs> on the list. But uh, hey, maybe not as high the as the match we got on Rampage, but we'll get to that. Yes. Who cares about the match, Chris? It was all about the post-match angle as uh, Penelope Ford and the Bunny were attacking Ty Conti, but the Dark Order's music plays, and here comes Anna Jay! Yay! shoulder surgery, uh, and hopefully she'll be the one to fix the broken Dark Order. We'll see. I, oh, that would be great because I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, not a big fan. Then the main event was an eight-man tag, the Young Bucks and Good Brothers uh, against Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express. These eight men could have a match in any combination, and it would be uh, amazing. Maybe not the Good Brothers. I wouldn't necessarily oh, yeah, put Good I, Brothers I, in amazing I don't want to see Doc Gallows versus Luchasaurus. <laughs> no, no. I mean, hey. I, I'd watch like Carl Anderson versus Jungle Boy, though. Sure. Yeah, I I think uh, Carl Anderson, like, you know, old G1 uh, era Carl Anderson against Pentagon would be fucking awesome. Yeah, Uh, but this was a match that they could have in their sleep, but it was fucking spectacular. That's that's really the only way to put it. Uh, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. um, The super elite end up going over and then we had a WCW Monday Nitro-esque extended beat down with the cage coming down to, uh, you know, wrap up the show. Probably went a little too long, but uh, I definitely went a little too long. Uh, but man, I, I I can't imagine the the level of headache that Phoenix and Pentagon had after that match because they ate yes. about a dozen super kicks each. Yes, uh, indeed they that did. Looked uh, while handcuffed to a ring rope. That looked yes. uh, looked a bit brutal. I, I liked. I like that the, you know, the cavalry was called and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Dante Martin and Jungle Boy and fucking Marco Stunt of all people. Kazarian trying, trying to, to break into yeah. a cage with a kendo stick, which I didn't really understand. <laughs> Chop that wood. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out but, Frankie Kazarian is a kayfabe idiot. That's, yeah, well, <laughs> that's what's happening know. there. Uh, but then, hey, Friday night. We had Rampage, which I'm going to say. The best hour of television AEW's ever done? This fucking ruled. 
It was definitely the best rampage they've ever done. I know it was only like the what fourth or fifth episode. Not uh, a lot to might have been third. Uh, like, well, you know, it was fourth. It no, was fourth. it was fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, th- this hour ruled. Um, yes, just all killer, no filler. Not not an ounce of fat on this bad boy. Maybe a little. And now, now they say maybe a little bit on Malachi versus Lee Johnson, which kicked mm-hmm. off the show. Malachi Black, Lee Johnson, uh, as the Cody verse continues. That. <laughs> Probably went a little too long into the pitcher and pitcher. Definitely um, went a little too long. But uh, Lee Johnson in his best Cody Rhodes cosplay came out uh, and ate shit from uh, Malachi Black for pretty much the entire match. Minus this insane tope to the floor from Lee Johnson where it looked like <laughs> yeah. he was going to murder Malachi Black and the front row. And his left leg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that that was a really rough landing. It looked, uh, you know, bone shoe ugly, as it were. But, yeah, uh, he got too much shit in, I feel. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, but the match ended with Malachi Black getting a chair, offering it to, to, to Big Shotty to use Acting. against him. Yeah, uh, which, again, took too long. And then Malachi Black just hits him with the uh, – the, is he still calling it the Black Mass? Oh, they've been call? calling it a, a spinning heel kick on commentary, so maybe they can't call it a Black Mass. But well, we can call it the Black Mass. Murdered Lee Johnson Yeah, the fucking thing, too. Like, just come up with another name. Uh, the spinning heel kick so generic. Just fucking yeah. – plus I always thought a spinning heel kick was the – Kind of like when you j- jump and spin and kick somebody when they're right. doing uh, right. coming off the ropes or something. That's what I always refer to as a spinning heel kick, but whatever. Miro comes out for a promo. He says, Miro. Uh, oh, you forgot about Dustin, but baby. Oh, Come on. sorry. Dustin, sorry. Dustin comes yes, out for the save. True. Black, uh, Black uh, steps down, and then we get a go to commercial break and then come back with Dustin cutting a fi- fire fucking promo yes. on uh, on Malachi Black with uh, Alec. Uh, what's his name? What's the uh, Marvez? Marvez. Yeah. That's his name. Oh, I th- uh, no, he was uh, there with uh, Mark Henry. Mark was standing there with him. He was? Yeah. Yeah, Mark oh. Mark got to do the backstage promo, but uh, we're okay. getting um, uh, next week. We're getting Dustin versus Malachi Black. Okay, I mean, who's the big boss here? He already beat Cody. He already beat the boss. He started yeah. with the boss. Yeah. Uh, like, it's gonna be him versus Brandy at uh, at uh, Revolution. Next <laughs> <laughs> <a> big thing. <laughs> <laughs> gonna kick her right in the tummy. It's, uh, it's gonna be oh, very controversial. Boy. <laughs> Samira comes out for a promo uh, talk shit about Eddie Kingston said uh, Eddie Kingston called himself the Mad King but the only King Mira recognizes is mad at Kingston Um, (laughs) Kingston has all these God given talents but he ended up taking a charity contract to AEW Um, in a life without struggle he becomes soft and Kingston has become comfortable nothing more than a bag boy for John Moxley so this calls out Kingston Kingston rocking a uh, DMX baseball yeah, jersey, D- basketball jersey. Yeah, DMX rather. basketball jersey, straight out of a flea market. Uh, yeah. And he is pissed off. <laughs> Come on, I said, want to believe he's he's the one person keeping the DMX merch store in business after yeah, yeah. Uh, posthumously. Yes, uh, said uh, Miro's God isn't real to him, but if he was, he sent Kingston out there to punish him as Miro's a sinner. Yeah, um, yeah. You say you call yourself the Redeemer, and then here comes the new T-shirt. Yes, redeem, redeem these, these nuts. nuts. Yes. And Fantastic. then uh, they just beat the shit out of each other, and it ruled, and I can't wait for this match tonight. The t-shirt is now available on ProWrestlingTees.com. Of course it is. Of course yeah. it is. They're struggling to get out 100,000-plus orders of CM Punk t-shirts, but hey, they're still making new designs. Yep. Hey, hey look, biz- <laughs> they're in the uh, t-shirt business, and uh, cousin, business is booming. Yeah, it is. 
We had a 201 handicap match. Chris Statlander against Jemmy Hader and Rebel. This was a very athletic match. Incredibly this was, athletic. My God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they my. got your peanut butter in my chocolate, Chris. Oh, they, they, my God. <laughs> they got the billiards within my pocket is what they had right there. Uh, yeah. Playing a little pocket pool, watching that match. Um, Chris Statlander looking thick as a brick. Jamie Hader, by God. Yeah, uh, including uh, there was a, a crazy spot where Chris Statlander picks up Rebel in what looks like an OWA setup, you know, the electric chair. The setup. electric chair position, yeah. Yes. And then gets crossbodied by Jamie Hader. Yep. And Chris holds both of them up. For a significant amount of time yes. before slamming them both down yeah. aggressively. It and was, then it hits was this crazy beautiful. Uh, Boston Crab variant on Rebel yeah. for the win. Yes. I've never seen that before. The spider crab, they called it. It was, I was awesome. into it. Yeah. I was into uh, I was into every uh, every inch of that match. We'll call it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and God bless the AEW cameramen for uh, for being right where they needed to be, uh, especially in Jamie Hayter's corner. Yes. Uh, they announced for next week the pack Andrade match, which got pulled off of all out due to travel issues, will be next Friday on Dynamite, which means it's going to be taped Wednesday night. Yeah. OK, so. N- You've been there. Is Newcastle upon Tyne that great that Pac just can't move to the U.S. where his employer <laughs> fucking is? Uh, it's not. No, I, I I would move to the U.S. at a moment's fucking notice. What the him. fuck? Like, I, he, I, he keeps I mean, interfering with these matches. There could be reasons. And also, we don't know necessarily that the travel issue is Pac. We assume it is. Yeah, but fucking uh, Andrade lives with Charlotte. Like, you know, they're yeah. like, I, I would have... Signs point to it being pack. It, it um, probably is, but yeah, we'll 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 see how that plays out. You're I mean, Andrade was just in Mexico, fucking doing AAA a couple weeks ago. Very true. You know, very, very suplexing Ric Flair in the pools in Cancun. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the issue is that. Then your main event was Darby Allen versus Daniel Garcia. CM Punk joining the commentary booth, meaning we had a five man booth. No, Henry wasn't there. Oh, Henry, Henry wasn't come there? come back after oh, okay. his promo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just the four of them because Jericho was sitting next oh, to Punk. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it's Darby versus Garcia. This match was awesome. Daniel Garcia yes. fucking rules. Sorry, Justin. I disagree completely. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Garcia rules. His match ruled. It was scrappy. It was hard hitting. It was super fucking fun. Yeah. Um, the scrappiness is really with those two, you know. Again, you know, I'm sure Jim Cornette had a coronary watching this match with these two little uh, string bean dudes in there, you know, throwing each other around. But, man, this was fucking awesome. There was there was and and it's always the small things that really grab me in a match. There was a moment where Darby was getting away from Daniel Garcia and Garcia is like grabbing at like the back of his ankle, just trying to still get a hold on him. It was awesome. I mean, little shit like that takes a match from like feeling you know, uh, rehearsed to feeling real. And yep. I, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, Darby Allen gets the last, last supper cradle for the three count. Uh, and yeah, after, after, uh, Garcia had a chokehold around. Oh him. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Darby forget. climbed to the second rope and did a coffin drop with the fucking Daniel Garcia attached to his back, uh-huh. which was fucking wicked. Uh, and that still didn't get the pinfall. So then, the yeah, the the cradle thing got it. Uh, and then you know the the beatdown commenced as 2.0 comes in and starts beating down Darby, Sting and and Sting, and then of course, obviously, Punk's out there as so Punk comes in yeah. for the save. And in an amazing shot to go home at. Uh, yeah, Punk standing on the outside, 
yelling at 2.0, Darby Allen flies out with a tope, knocks them down, and gets right in the face of Punk. So the Beautiful. last shot we have of Rampage <clears throat> is Punk and Darby Allen face to face as the commentators lose their mind talking about the show, which we now must hype up. Oh, there it is. DJ Blunts. It's all out, which is tonight. Live on pay-per-view, live on Bleacher Report, and hey, live on Fight.tv. Uh, yeah. Does yeah. Fight TV have an app? They have an app, right? They like have an app. Fire, they, the they, Fire app? They have, okay. they've, they've got an app on everything. Uh, that's how okay. I'm choosing to watch it. And hey, uh, a tip from your pals at the Rough House. If you use a VPN and suddenly your computer's in England, you can get it for $20 instead of 50 Just a hint. <sighs> okay. How long does that take to set up? It's a fucking browser extension, my dude. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. But anyway. you can't. That, you have to do that on a laptop, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. Uh, it is a ten match show tonight, including the pre-show match. Let's go very quickly through our predictions and thanks everybody for joining our polls this week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very much enjoyed that. Uh, so pre-show match, ten man tag. It's best friends: Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Yuta teaming up with Jurassic Express of Lucha Boy, uh, Lucha Boy, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus uh, <laughs> against the Hardy Family Office of Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, and Helico and Jack Evans. Should be fun. So, yeah, should be sh- super fun. Should be just a a, a spot fest where everyone gets their spots in. Undoubtedly, the face team wins. Yeah, that's a 7.30 on the uh, pre-show, right? 7.30 Eastern start time? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, the pre-show as a whole starts at 7, but it'll probably but the match. play yeah. in, like, the, the video packages from the countdown show, which right. was really good. I yep. randomly threw that on yesterday while I was working on stuff. And uh, yeah, very, very it. good countdown show. Um, then we have the Casino Battle Royal, of which we know 20 of the competitors. Uh, I, I'll run through that list. Uh, Julia Hart removed from the match after getting beat down, quote unquote, on dark last night. Uh, yeah. And, uh, sky blue blue. Yes. Who is a Chicago based indie star was added to Ah. the match. Uh, so 20 out of the 21 we know, which means there's a joker and that's probably gonna be a date, a debut. Um, yeah. we've got Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, the bunny, big swole, Tay Conti, Diamante, Penelope Ford, red velvet, Hikaru Shida, Emmy Sakura, Jade Cargill, Kira Hogan, Abaddon, Layla Hirsch, Kylan King, rebel, Jamie Hader, Annie, Anna J Riho and sky blue are your 20 announced competitors. Two questions. Who do you think is going to win? And who do you think the Joker is? Uh, my answer to both questions is Ruby Soho. I'm thinking Ruby Soho is a joker. I think Thunder Rosa wins here. That would be great. I would I'd run back that Britt Baker Thunder Rosa sitch. I'm all about it. Yes, indeed. Then we've got uh, John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima as John Moxley fights the world. Should be a really fun match. As it goes through <laughs> sure, the Japan yeah. dads. I assume Mox wins this one. I don't see any situation where where Mox loses to Kojima in an AEW ring. So, yeah. Paul White versus QT Marshall. If Paul White doesn't win this, someone is fucked up. And yes, if they're using this to further the Billy Gunn, Paul White feud, again, someone is fucked up. Yeah. I mean, this this should be under a minute. Yeah. Bell to uh, bell. Well, uh, uh, it takes me a little bit longer to go to the bathroom. So maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, you got the intros. Yeah. Well, you know, fair point. 
Yeah. Uh, we've got Chris Jericho versus MJF. If Jericho loses, he must retire from in-ring competition in AEW. <sighs> I think MJF wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards that. Um, I, f- I feel like maybe this, this five labors of Jericho in retrospect, looking at it has kind of been like a farewell tour yeah. sort of situation for his in ring career. And I think what better way to, to go out than, than putting over this kid that you've been working with the past, what, year and a half, uh, ever right. since he joined the, uh, the inner circle or so. So yeah, I, th- I think, I think MJF does win the, the downside of this is, Jericho on commentary a lot, which I think he was better on Rampage this week. He he modulated his voice, which was a little nice. little more subdued, but still yeah. gets it's just too much for it. I, it's not sustainable. Yeah. But. Uh, so we've got Miro defending the AEW TNT championship against Eddie Kingston in a dark horse match of the night. Yeah. Yeah. This could be a hoss fight and a half. Yeah. Very much looking forward to this. Um my gut instinct is Miro wins, but this feud must continue. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess, yeah. I mean, def- Miro's definitely winning. I don't know if the feud uh, continues or not. Does Does it lead to Mox versus Miro at some point? Uh, I'm I'm thinking this continues to Grand Slam, where uh, Eddie ends up winning the TNT title. Oh, in in uh, in New York. Yes, I see. That makes uh, that makes some sense. Uh, okay. We've got the Women's World Championship match. Britt Baker defending against Chris Statlander. Hopefully a better showing for Stat than her world title match at Revolution. Well, if Friday, Friday was any indication of what she's capable of these days, uh, very much looking forward to this. Yeah, should be really, really good. Uh, I do think, though, that the money match is Britt versus Rosa, so Britt retains. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the feud was really, really good. Uh, I'm just trying to think of who else is ready to go uh, at that level. And I'm Fair. coming up a, a wee bit short on uh, on possibilities. That's why my gut was saying, you know, it's going to be Ruby Soho and she's a built-in baby face ready to go uh, for a title shot. So, you hey, know. that's someone you could build to a title shot on on Dynamite or something like that. Yeah. So. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely possible. We've got uh, the World Tag Team title match in the Steel Cage. The Young Bucks, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson defending against Lucha Bros, Penta, and Ray Phoenix. Let's fucking go. I want this match in my eyeballs now. I can't wait for this match. Someone's going to do something incredibly dangerous and stupid. At least one someone, if right, not yeah. two someones, if not three someones. Uh, or if not all four. On, on a site I go to, they do a prediction game. And one of the uh, questions is how many people will jump off the top of the cage? I I, I could see some kind of all four people doing something crazy off right. the top of the stage. With those four, I mean – the matches that they've had already have yeah. just had ridiculousness. So you throw a cage, a really tall, dangerous looking cage on yes. top of everything. Yes. So, uh, you know, at least Phoenix is jumping off that shit. Yes, uh, absolutely agreed. So I, uh, you know, it's the match between the, the greatest tag team in the world and, uh, the young bucks. So I'm going to pick the Lucha bros to finally, uh, bust that nut and get these tag team titles yeah uh the 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 fact that uh tony khan's really put over in the press about how it's been two years since their last match and they they made a point of keeping the team separate for the past two years 
specifically this combination in a tag match. The fact that uh, Wednesday night ended with, you know, the cage coming down and the elite standing tall. This is the first crack in the armor for the super elite in my eyes. And the Bucks dropped the tag belts to the Luch brothers uh, in a barn burner. Hell yeah, brother. Kenny Omega defending the AEW World Championship against Christian Cage. I don't think there's a world where Christian Cage wins this match. No, no, me either. Uh, barring any kind of freak accident. Um, yeah, the, the, there's there's no logical reason for it to happen. I mean, he, he got a win over him for the Impact title. That accomplished a bunch of things. Um, the only person that should be Kenny Omega for this title is Hangman Page. Um, yeah. So hopefully that'll happen in November. Uh, but uh, but yeah, there's I, I don't I don't see a scenario where it makes sense for Christian Cage to win this. Yes, maybe so- he gets some some hit some uh some some hits in on uh, Don Callis th- through the process. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like that's been more of the feud is been between yeah. Don Callis and uh, Christian than, than Omega and Christian. No disagreement here. And, and after the first rampage, seeing what they could do with the constraints of an hour long yeah. TV show. Can't wait to see what they do on pay-per-view. Uh, this was a match I was completely cold on, but they warned me up for it. And I'm looking forward to it tonight. I'm sure it'll be fine. But, There's just no way Christian's winning yeah. this. And also, look, uh, if I'm going to call a shot here based off of rumor and scuttlebutt, and I'm going to say where something ends, uh, look post-match for Kenny Omega to cut a promo about how he's the greatest wrestler ever, and there's no one at his level, and he's beaten everyone, and there's no one who can step up to him. And suddenly, the final countdown hits, and we get the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, live in AEW tonight. You you think he's going to stick with uh, Final Countdown? Uh, I I think it, it... I mean... I know Flight of the Valkyries has become his song. And yeah, you could get Flight of the Valkyries. It's, you know, it's public domain. Public domain, yeah. But uh, I, I think Final Countdown people will lose their shit over. Yeah, I, I wonder what Europe is charging for the rights to the Final Countdown these days. It was in a Geico ad, so maybe not too much. <laughs> uh, Touche. Um, and to circle back to what I was talking about earlier with Punk on Renee's uh, podcast yesterday, he pretty much all but confirmed yeah. that Daniel Bryan is showing up yeah. on, uh, on on Sunday because um, Renee asked who else does he want to work with or work against. And he was like, oh, when, when does this come out? <laughs> Saturday? Okay. Saturday? Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, uh, <laughs> he said that he, uh, in a perfect world, if he's fantasy booking, would love to go after uh, or fight the Young Bucks with a partner of the American Dragon. Uh, and he also was asked if he got in any trouble from TNT or from Tony Khan about his little uh, yes situation that happened on Dynamite in a promo a couple of weeks ago and he said nope nobody said anything so uh yeah it's it's pretty much uh, you know it's that same sort of 99 percent uh maybe not as strong because they really laid it on heavy for the punk debut yeah. um but if you've been paying attention to all the other stuff we're we're at about at least a 75 to 80 percent positivity uh of daniel bryan right. show, or brian danielson showing up tonight yeah daniel bryan danielson yes uh, yeah and then uh to me uh i i think this is where you and i are going to split hairs on this um really the reason why people are watching cm punk darby allen cm punk's first match in seven years in aew who you got punk i think there's more intrigue in punk coming back for his first match in seven years and losing <sighs> yeah 
But if I'm the uh, proprietorship of the now arena in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, I don't want to see a punk to lose uh, in a Chicago crowd on his first match back. The people are going to lose their minds. I, I, I'm not even saying event? it as like a swerve thing. I, I'm saying it as like I think if anyone is to get the rub of beating CM Punk, it's Darby. Yeah, but I, I, I see your point. I do, but I also think that Darby can afford the L, especially he to Punk in can. Chicago. He absolutely can. There's uh, going to be no sting around. Um, and I think I, – I, I, I don't know. Yeah, the in, the intrigue's there, but I feel like the, the big payoff, happy ending, if this is the last of the night – uh, which I'm not, I'm still not, I don't know. It depends on when, what the match placement is. If this is the last match of the night, maybe he loses. Uh, if Omega and Christian, the title goes on last and Brian's debuting, yeah. you know, that punk and Darby will be the only thing that would be able to follow, uh, a debuting Daniel Bryanson. Uh, so <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I'm, my gut is telling me, you know, he hits the ridiculous GTS and Darby's head flies through the fucking basketball hoop and, uh, you know, one, two, three, yeah. but, uh, you, you make some, uh, intriguing points and I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. Oh wait, I already do. Yeah, you do. And Hey, you can subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon to get our takes after the show coming up on Monday. So by all means, hop to that Patreon, Chris. Yeah, I am so excited for tonight. It's ridiculous. I can't remember the last time I was this excited for a pro wrestling show. Uh, I don't know the last AEW pay per view because it seems like each one kind of uh, you know gets a little more, little more and more exciting. It, it's crazy because only a couple of weeks ago we we're like, what the fuck is this all out card going to be like? <laughs> and now here yeah. we are, you know, drooling and frothing, uh, you know, and wiping off the tips of our dicks because we're so excited for this match tonight. Yeah. At least I am. I don't know what yeah, you're doing. No, no, the table. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited, <laughs> very delighted, and uh, cannot wait to see the show, folks. We hope it's an awesome show. We hope you enjoy it, and uh, yeah, we we will uh, be recapping on the Patreon on Monday. I, I don't even have a funny out for this. Like I'm, I'm just really excited for all that. That's where I'm, I'm just going to go uh, redeem these nuts in the other room right now. So oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Hello there. Are you on the hill of a recent face turn, but find that the audience isn't buying your recent and sudden change of heart? Are you concerned that your newfound good guy status won't get over and you'll be relegated to permanent mid-card status? Well, you're not alone. Hundreds of wrestlers each year find themselves switching allegiances, joining new factions, and pairing up with tag team partners, unsure if they made the right decision. That's where I come in. I'm Dr. Ron Funches, and I run About Faces Gimmick Adjustment Services. Come in today for a no-cost evaluation, and we'll plan your next step 
together. Meet with our on-site tailor to discuss new tights or speak with our one-on-one slogan coach to come up with a new catchphrase that'll have the internet buzzing. It's time to put some syrup on that flapjack. At About Faces, face turns are what we do, and we do them well. Now get out there and give that handicapped kids in the front row your glasses.